You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Fuck Scott, Welcome I'm not going to let him cut me off. I'm just going to talk right over him. This interview slash introduction is going to be super fast because I need to take a piss. What do we talk about, guys? So many things, but we start off with the grand event of EVE Online, Titan's End. What is EVE? What does it mean? The real-world impact. What happened? And streaming. <laughs> we talk about the Seattle Seahawks, Richard Sherman, and other NFL stuff. We talk about Elysium with Paco Damon. <laughs> we talk about Final Fantasy with, games. The Lego movie with everything. WWE and Scooby-Doo. My favorite, Andre the Giant. Hip Hop Family Tree by Ed Piscor. Fatal by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Lovecraft and AMC. This and more! On the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Seriously, AMC, call us. We have great ideas. <laughs> Talking about how great it is to unfriend people. <laughs> uh, this is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System, and if you don't like this post on Facebook, we'll unfriend you. All of us. You'll lose three friends if you don't like this. Yeah, you pretty much have to. It's like, we're going to probably we're gonna be unfriending a lot of people. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> Including John. Stay tuned to like, Friday, where we all have three friends, and it's just us. <laughs> yeah, but we'll all like our stuff. <laughs> Keith, John, and Scott are only friends with Scott, John, we're Sophie, and Keith. We're not going to get John. It's true, John will forget I, to update I, his Facebook. I never go on Facebook. <laughs> uh, so this is, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, January the 28th. This is going to be posted on Friday, January the, no, Thursday, January the 30th. Yeah. And we are on the, I guess the morning after, like probably one of the, the biggest uh, user-driven video game events. Yeah, absolutely. Of all time. I, I will. Uh, user-driven Hold on, hold on. Because you, you can go all time. past that user-driven, and you can say that this event that we're about to talk about is bigger than some real wars that have happened. I'm sure there's a there's a place somewhere in history where two two sides conflicted and caused less than two hundred American thousand dollars. I can to certainly each other. imagine actual wars that were fought with, like because there was they say what there was about five thousand participants. Yeah, I feel yeah. that there have been like wars fought with less than yes. say like two thousand five hundred people on each side on the army. Sure, sure, like a tiny shitty little country somewhere. Exactly, and, and, and like they, when like when Lithuania Granada, yeah. had a fight with Granada. like in, in, the United Estonia. Kingdom, yeah. the United Kingdom, and us and um, Argentina. Right. Yeah. Right. There you go. Like, yeah. There have been actual physical conflicts that are like real world conflicts that have. Happened with less people involved. And it took less time. Yeah, that, that, that was a big thing <laughs> in the 80s. We are, of course, time. talking about the video game EVE Online, which is a space trade simulation open world War. video game. Um, it's a massively multiplayer online game that has uh, several hundred thousand players, and it's in its 10th year. Yeah. And a big part of this game is that it's user-driven. So there's not a lot of, like, quests that are in the game. What it is basically there's not is... not a big... No big events, like the Lich King no. never surfaces. Yeah, like, stuff doesn't happen that's made by the GMs. Stuff happens that's made by the players, and the game is there to, to enable and facilitate the players to make stuff happen. Right. And what just happened was a gigantic shitstorm of a fight that damaged... 
two hundred thousand destroyed. Two hundred thousand dollars. Possibly not three hundred thousand. Yeah, possibly. I heard oh, it's still going up. Possibly. Well, yeah, because the thing is, is that they're yeah. like the Titans alone probably are two hundred thousand. That's crazy. So, but and they're like that's not a, like the dreadnoughts and the other capitals. The other little the ships. Other there was something that I saw a number that was like eight thousand smaller vessels were destroyed along with seventy Titans and yeah. a couple hundred other dreadnought class ships. So, yeah. Yeah. So do we? Do you know the? Do you know the the catalyst for this? The catalyst is insane. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, I want to back up a little bit here. Yeah. Just for we jumped right into MMORPG and. Okay. You know, so. Everyone kind of. You really knows. think you're at episode like 54, or whatever the fuck, of 90s, and you don't know what an MMORPG you know, is? No, my mom listens to the podcast every now and then. Right. I really want to catch her up. Hi, Scott's mom. This is for you. Uh, <laughs> this is content we developed. So, so yeah. people you. will be aware of a game like World of Warcraft because mm-hmm. it's so omnipresent. Sure. In that. Right. It's people online that play with each other in a huge amount of numbers. And this universe of EVE Online is kind of, if you want to use a really generic, easily recognizable term, like a Star Wars universe. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there are different sectors. Yeah. And people vie for control of them, and it's been taken over one of, one of the years big, the of big, its existence. The big differentiator, though, for EVE Online is that there's only one server. All yep. players yep. of EVE Online yep. are in one universe. There's no multiple servers. There's no like different things. Is that if you are in the game, you are in the game with all levels of players, and all the rules are all on. the people who play on EVE Online can play with, with you. With yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is a big, a big, a big differentiator because that's why they end up with such player-driven stories. Is that like it, a powerful player becomes a powerful player in that entire universe? So it doesn't rely on like story mechanics that have to go across a bunch of servers. Yep, like he's. He's a power player. And and the other thing that's important about EVE Online is not everyone is a power player. There are no. people who are just miners. There are people who are just construction workers. Or art, artists. Or yeah. like and crafters. Like, and that yeah. is their entire role in the game. And they will do that for yeah. years and years on end for their own personal pleasure. They will sit there yeah, well, digging planets they're... up for raw materials. That someone else will use to build a ship. Even these monsters, the we're reading like what what's the what's the day to day life of a of a Titan ship? Titan ship is the biggest capital class starship that they have. Right. And they were like the day to day of a Titan ship is boring as shit. Like you're like have the top ship in the fucking game. You're a superstar pilot. What and was it? Was it is like three thousand dollars or five thousand dollars American it's, dollars it's, is it's what a, goes into making between, one of these. Between yeah, like yeah. like I think you can build like a stripped down Titan for about a grand. Like okay. a grand's worth of, uh, and now okay. Yeah. So here, yeah. to put to put all of this money into perspective, and there's a lot of news reports that are going out on this, and they're saying it's three hundred thousand dollars and whatever else like that. It's not real money. It's it represents more than man hours because it's not like anybody poured this much money into it directly. Because there's no way to. The, the thing is though, they could have. You could have. Yeah. You could have. Yeah. But a lot of the players are coming forth, and even a lot of the top oh. guys in the top guilds are like, no, this is just years and years of working the system and working the economy and ca- owning fucking planets that make this ore and selling it. They're like, most people have not put, did not pay a few thousand dollars cash to build their Titans. But it's, if they wanted to sell their Titan to someone who wanted that, they would have to, they would be able to command that kind of price. Yeah. Illegally. Yeah. Illegally. But yeah, they but, would technically only sell it for ISK. And the reason, and where they come up with that figure is that there is a mechanism to transform your ISK, which is the currency in EVE, into monthly subscriptions. Right. So that's where they get the conversion rate, is the fact that... Because you can buy your monthly subscription with real cash or with yeah, in-game exactly. cash. That, that's where the conversion yeah. comes in. So when we're talking about $300,000, it's, it's impossible to tell if people actually paid $300,000 to make this fleet, which they almost certainly didn't. There's probably some 
heavy pay players, but they're like most yeah. of these people are not. And these guilds are like the mega conglomerates that we're talking about are so fucking big that they were like, the one of the guys on Reddit who was doing an AMA as a Titan captain, they were like most Titan captains for these major guilds have at least access two resources to build a new one tomorrow. They won't be able to build a new one tomorrow because it, yeah, it, it takes a, weeks it to takes build a it. shit ton of time, but they yeah. were like, they have the startup pool and they have the contacts with the miners and the shipyards yeah. and the shipbuilders. I, I heard, so this, this I heard one you have ship, to go This one put, ship takes... Oh, it's so exciting. This one ship takes <laughs> 480 approximate man hours of in-game work to build. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to take that into account, this podcast, which will roughly take three hours... Of, of man hours to work. Maybe, well, more than that, because the first hour is three hours of you and us oh, all yeah. just it's, talking. Yeah. So it's five so hours, five? let's say. Yeah. Yeah. So it's three hours of us, three of us sitting around, and then it's two hours, let's say, of me editing it together. And we've right. done, what, 52, 53 yeah. podcasts? Yeah. All of the work we've put into this podcast. Still we not enough. Still wouldn't have a Titan to build one, one ship. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's worth noting also that as the Titan is under construction, that has to happen somewhere, and it is vulnerable to attack by your enemies yeah, during so you, the construction process. So you could get your Titan blowed up halfway through, and all that work is wasted. Yeah, exactly. So you need to, yeah. like, it's an un, in a completely ridiculous amount of ore. Yeah. Then you need, like, a ridiculous... And, and they're like, and this is 480 hours, assuming that everybody involved is max level in their specific proficiency. Jeez. So this is like a master miner yeah. working the ore, and then like a master shipbuilder doing whatever, and then like a master armor like arming the thing, and like everybody if everybody's max proficiency, yeah, it's four hundred and eighty hours. So like, there's probably titans that it took like a thousand right. hours. So to that build. that brings us up to speed as to what the game is, and how bit. and yeah. how massive an undertaking it is to like just make these. When we say tools. that seventy of those titans mm. were destroyed, today. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what kicked it off, Keith? So what kicked it off is literally a guy who apparently forgot to pay his rent, and there's still yes. like there's an investigation <laughs> into this. Okay. It was it's a, it was a small system that if you had occupied the one base on it, you occupied the system, and it had a particularly like a. Um, a valuable ore or whatever. No, no, no. The reason this was important is because it was the front staging area for one of the two main coalitions in the oh, game. Yeah. So if you imagine there's like 50, I don't know how many it is, I'm making up this number, there's 50 star systems, and then they all come down to this choke point, which is this system, which then branches out into another part of the world. Yeah. So they would put all their resources and their, their defensive ships in this area, and because they had a, they had control over it... Oh, I, heard, I heard that how it became that, though, was because it was important initially, like years yeah. ago. Like, it's just like it was like a standing outpost years ago that that's why it became and because the system itself was small well yeah it was small so it was easy to control but yeah. the, the deal was is that there, there's like a kind of ship or something that you have to do to say that like I own it yeah. right and they, they forgot to pay rent which means that they lost it and then other ships could come in and, and invade yeah. and if they had successfully invaded this station what they would do is lock off those other 50 systems where they had shitloads of their resources and miners and whatever, yeah. all the support structure for the coalition. So capturing this system was like a gigantic fucking deal. And it happened, they, they almost got into this fight about a month ago when they, they so like the two combatants in this are gigantic coalitions yeah, yeah, featuring yeah. just about most every player is in one way or another touched by this or conflict. Or like affiliated with. Affiliated or like with, or they trade with or whatever. So this is huge, right? Out of the like, however many thousands yeah, and well, thousands the, of the people Yeah, well the initial involved. people that touched it off, is it CFC, I think, is one of yeah, them. Yeah. Like CFC wasn't actually involved in the initial no, 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 skirmish. Yeah. It was it was Plague Legion, and CFC apparently stands for like Clusterfuck Coalition or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like they're one of the biggest ones, and they're also somehow affiliated with Goon Swarm. <laughs> and I don't know if Goon Swarm is just one of the top. They're one groups. of the biggest, if not the biggest. Uh, yeah. But I think they're part of CFC, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. 
Because there's like it's I really really spent a lot of time yeah. trying to figure out all the different names of the groups that they're talking okay, about. Okay, because you have like groups within groups within groups. I, I gave up. I was just like, okay, there's two sides. They're both major coalitions. Here's the scoop. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you have this staging area, right? The guy forgets to pay rent, which takes away his his coalition's like ownership or something of the system, yeah, yeah. which means so now it's vulnerable. The system is up for grabs. Now it's up for grabs, right? And the other group goes, oh shit, it's up for grabs. Boom, attack. And they almost did this a month ago, but in the meantime, the the guys who run the game upgraded the servers to be able to handle a bigger fight. Yeah. And and like for the first time ever in the history of the game, people were like, go go go, don't stop going. And yeah. because titans are so valuable and takes so long to build, nobody's ever wanted to risk them as much as they have this time. Yeah. And so when they saw that it was up for grabs, their initial assault was successful, and they were like, oh shit, this works. We can actually like we can actually kick ass and take names. Yeah. And both sides of the coalition never stopped saying go go go. I- what I read about this was one side of the coalition had ships on either side of this choke really? point. And uh, when the attacking side first made their move, the desperation for the other side to mm-hmm. continue fighting was that if we don't, we will never get like a third of our fleet back. Yeah. Will not because be there's like there's like warp disruptors or whatever, so you cannot warp out in the engagement because there's smaller ships that you're simultaneously protecting. Yeah. Uh, Basically blocking their ability to warp out. Yeah. So, so if so they you couldn't, can imagine if, they couldn't, if you couldn't retreat to a safe distance to warp, you're just like I'm in a pincer point. I'm going to die. But yep. like, imagine it like it's on two different sides of an hourglass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And one side was like, okay, we're going to take this choke point. The other side had ships on both ends of it, and if that it was like a third of their force. Yeah. Could have been just choked off forever and hunted down. And like destroyed. that, that that locked off fifty system cluster that I was talking about was a big part of this. It was a major right. territory. So the victory. reason that it was it was there is no tomorrow for for one side was absolutely if we do not take this system, we will lose all of this fleet. Right. So there is no retreat. We have to take it. Yeah. And the other side was so determined to cut them off that they they never backed up either. Yeah. yeah. So, so again, oh, there's this huge. We have not even m- mentioned this once. Once at all, over the course of all of this, and that in this video game, in EVE Online, when something is blowed up, you don't get it back. It's gone. And the characters are dead. The characters are dead. Like, it's, you're, like if your ship gets blowed up, it doesn't like respawn or whatever like most video games. It is gonesies. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. All of this, this work, all of these titans that got lost today. It's not just, it's not just the titans. Yeah. Every, every titan was theoretically piloted by a top-level fucking pilot. So imagine yeah, like yeah. dropping your level 80 or whatever the top is. Wow, character. Who's dead now? Yep. And... <laughs> All your fucking gear is just gone. Yep. Like, Including so, unique items and limited items. Exactly. And, yeah. Fucking and, and stuff that you were like, okay, I'm going to put this on the best carrier ship because it's the It's best. never going to get blowed up. It's a Titan. And, well, yeah. apparently that, w- that was completely mitigated. Everybody knew that they were going to possibly die. Really? Apparently it was that they got like the go. Like they were talking to one of the guys who was involved and, yeah. and whose character is now dead and his Titan is now blown up. Yeah. And he was like, it's like go to combat config fucking dump this here, dump that there, go, go, beam go. here. Yep. Like, so you just show up, drop your cargo, and in you go. Wow. Like, and I was like, I can't even, like, and also, like, there's the fucking balls of the players, too. Like, yep. they were like, and like, they were like, everybody knew. Like, everybody was like, there is a, vi- war. this is a very, very real risk to my fucking top tier pilot yep. and my fucking 
monstrous fucking spaceship. In like, the follow-up of this, they're talking about asking the admins of the game to put a permanent, like, wreckage cluster asteroid yeah, yeah. belt into right. the system which to has mark e- it. Which yeah. has even deeper gameplay mechanics, because what they're talking about is they're introducing, apparently, like, in a couple days, um, wreckage rules. Really? Which will mean that some of the material is salvageable. Amazing. At which point, this would become, like, a monstrous fucking mining opportunity. Mining opportunity because, yeah. because what Keith was talking about to me yeah. before we started recording... Yeah. Now there's all these corporations that have lots and lots of money and lots of players who yeah. don't have characters, but players who are devoted to the game that don't have ships anymore. Yeah. So if you have ore to sell, yeah, 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 they're talking. It's going to destroy the, the ore market. Yeah, the economy yeah. is going to go crazy. There's going to be such rapid inflation on building. Yeah, ship they're like they're like materials. that. They're like that. Actually, is the biggest ramification that today will have because they mm. were like, Plague Legion lost the lost this battle absolutely, but they were like. They have enough funds to, like, rally back within, like, a month or two. Right. So they were like, it's not actually, like, a devastating blow to the Legion because they're like, they just have, they can bankroll another attack, like, right. really fast. That's the other thing, too, is apparently time zones play, like, a major fucking factor because CFC is, like, European and Russian. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and when the USA wakes up. Then, exactly. Yeah. And Plague Legion is, like, predominantly North American. Yeah. So apparently time zones play, like, a huge, huge factor to just, like, catching catching PL with their like their pants down. So Amazing. if you were not a major player and you were like, I'm just about to buy my new big ship, you, can go, you can't <laughs> afford it anymore. But what Too you bad. can do is take your shitty little ship, go mining, and make a killing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I, I, I tried to get a bit of a insight. In Your brother my, used to play this. My right? brother my brother used to play this, yeah. and he explained why he actually had, had stopped playing. Really? Because they changed the rules for how alts worked. Like, I think you have like a limit to a number of characters and stuff. Okay. Because it was a big, big problem four or five years ago, apparently – with people starting up alts, bringing up alts. So, like, say I'm hardcore as a player, yep. uh, CFC, let's say. I would start an alt and play him for months and months and months to become high-ranking Plague Legion. Yep. And then fucking, like, issue a bogus order to bring half my fucking fleet into a CFC trap. Yeah. And then just fucking annihilate them. I, I heard about a couple of those. Like, so, and, yeah. like, that, those, are, those are some of the, like, classic fucking, like, EVE, EVE online moments. moments. Yeah. But apparently, like, they, they did something or whatever to, like cap alts or whatever really i don't know and so what my brother used to play my brother used to play some sort of a like Bounty smuggler or like trader guy, guy whatever who has just had like a pretty good neutral reputation which was really really important because there was such a fucking paranoia about alts huh. that to have a guy who was like kind of unaffiliated and could go both ways in tradesies like wow major people just would like allow it and then that's so fucking cool <laughs> it's it's yeah. super cool as a thing because being like like you know you have like a kind of stripped down ship with like a decent hull not a lot of armor not a lot of weapons because you have yeah. to demonstrate that you're not a threat because they'll pick you off and then you have a reputation yeah. as like johnny Fairplay <laughs> to just like take your fucking 10 percent and just move things and just right. be like i'm not on it i'm not involved in this fight whatsoever yep. actually had a, had a place yeah. in that war or in that world because of the paranoia level that people right. had on alts and apparently I don't know what they did to diminish the the like there, it still happens yeah. but it's like someone needs to like dedicate their main for like a really long time I think right. it was maybe just might have just been an influx of people playing alts and then paranoia levels got like super high um, so like the whole thing that my brother was into just sort of stopping a thing so he like bailed but when I told him like what happened overall he was like oh man I gotta look this up and like maybe like call up my buddies and stuff <laughs> and just like see like who was involved okay cool. so if you even if you don't really know the game, just looking at screenshots of the game, screenshots really super drives great. home. Yeah. Well, they were like, "What? No, there was that thing, like, the meme like. there. They were like, what, pe- what Eve looks like,' and it's like screenshots like that. They're like, "What Eve is?" And it's just spreadsheets. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. There's but a huge, huge part of Eve that's there just were, spreadsheets. There were so many ships that were constructed in game by characters 
that are just junk now. Yep. Floating around it like like if you know Star Trek, you think of Wolf three five nine where all the Federation made their last stand. Yeah. That was forty ships. And that the, the Eve Online had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of ships that just blew up in it, this battle. It looked yep. it looked like the last battle in Star Wars times like a hundred. Yep. Like or like Robotech maybe. Maybe a Robotech, the Zentradi it looked like the Zentradi Armada bumping into the Zentradi Armada. Like, it's like the invasion force that you have where it's just fucking mountains of ships, then also mountains of ships, and, and they're like... And remember, this is the future of video games where each and every one of those ships was piloted by a real human being. Not all of them. No? No, because you can... There's various... Well, you can have classes. drones, but yeah, you don't yeah, have, exactly. like, That's it. But all of the actual ships. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's no, none of them that are just creating... Well, you probably set up straight AIs, I think. I, I don't think that's allowed. It's very strictly regulated, and not having AIs running your stuff. Or no, bots, but I'm just saying, but you can have like a drone that has this intelligent respond to my actions. Well, yeah, yeah that you've okay. built. Yeah. yeah, that you built. Like it's like you <laughs> you built a fucking like a drone bomber or whatever. Like it can have basic yeah, commands. It's not a ship. It's still attacking things and bombing people. Anyways, so whatever. It, anyway, um, yeah. like, and this battle what took 16 hours, 18 yeah. hours. Yeah. Well, and apparently, I'm trying to think. I, I loved Wing Commander. I don't think I've ever played one single mission that but lasted also, 18 hours. The, the, the incredible downside of this is like people are like, what's it like? And they're like, it's boring. Yeah. It's long and boring. They're like, Space Battle is pretty long and boring to begin with. And in order for the server to be able to run it, they were running it at 10% speed. Yep. So, Tie-dye is what they call it. Yeah. Yep. So... Like they were like, it's a boring, long process anyway to do capital ship battle. Yep. Which I mean, I guess makes sense in space. Like it's like, yep. you know, like that's the noise of slow space battle, guys. Yeah, he was he was making hand motions too, but <laughs> I was moving my hand slowly yeah, when it went. You, you guys didn't see that because this is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Is it, like apparently they're like it's like capital ship space battle is kind of long and boring anyway. Yeah. And, and now this is slowed down to ten percent of its regular speed. Yeah. And apparently, I didn't watch any of it. I really wanted to, but there was like one of the. There shout- was a guy streaming it. There was yeah. a guy streaming it and like and shoutcasting the whole thing, and was apparently like just going crazy at the end of it, just like sleep deprivation, and being like, ah, I can't believe, it. oh my god, another one, you know, and just like freaking out, like. Yeah. That would be the best because in my mind I would have to picture him in like the space version of a news chopper mm-hmm. <laughs> flying through this. Force yeah, exactly. Just like he's like not getting shot at because he has like a little news news it's symbol like, on him. Channel being, five on the side. Carnage yeah. everywhere. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just this dude is just like uh, just crying <laughs> and stuff. Like right at the end, it's the slow the horror. <laughs> you know, listening to the end by the doors playing. The <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, I want to watch Apocalypse Now now. Um, so, in conclusion, fucking ridiculous. Sounds yeah. super exciting. Super I love exciting the- to three of us who have never really played this game. Yep. 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 And, and, I, and I just, I, it's, we, we, I remember uh, in high school, like, talking about, and I, and I think they're close with Eve, except for the fact that by all report, all reports, Eve is not actually that fun to play, and it's just a fucking... <laughs> massive grind fest all the fucking time to get anything done which but like leads to these very like but so is life yeah you know like eight yeah. hours of my day i fucking do something that's really boring <laughs> like so there's like there is something to be said i guess for that approach like in terms of like realism and stuff but like there was like we were like talking about like next generation consoles and stuff i think this is right when the ps2 was coming out and yeah. like playing a final fantasy game and being like 
real adventurers and having the shopkeeper be another player who's just really into running shops and yeah, like yeah. having a bartender. Well, like, what's his face? The, the Star Wars game was like that for a little while, wasn't it? The, uh, I think they tried. The I original one? Like worked out very well. I, 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 I was told that there was like, you'd go to a cantina and you'd have dancers who were there who were all human players and their class was the dancer and they had a, they had a role to play being at a cantina and all the shopkeepers were humans and then they changed it up at one point and kind of wrecked the game. I think, yeah, the yeah. Jedis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... There's something to be said of like, or and even and it, it's from the makers of Eve, right? A fucking dust, dust. Yeah, dust I don't think it ever really worked. That. I'm I'm told that the game wasn't that good. But I'm just saying, but that still that plan was to yeah. still have an integrated first person shooter title connected to. Well, the the plan was 500 yeah. versus 500. Yeah, in yeah. a first person like, in an FPS, like <laughs> 500 versus 500 in an FPS. Like I was like, yeah, and go. Yeah, and yeah. go, and I was like, and like, and but, like, you, you totally know the first couple rounds would be fucking bonkers and just bash see, it. At that point, I playing that game, I totally go Katniss Everdeen and run away. <laughs> Ready, go, and I run to the mountains. Like just, yeah, it, which is fine. Yeah, <laughs> but then at the same time, your commanding officer would be like, like MacGyver, bam, and like shoot you in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> There's no mercy for deserters. <laughs> you know, it could yeah, happen like, also. Not only will my enemies get killed by my allies some of them will just have to go have supper <laughs> like, <laughs> well, their moms are going to call them yeah. while you're just there crying <laughs> <laughs> but that's the other thing oh, can you imagine like and again it's like we're, I don't think we're quite there but it's like a fucking like really good first person shooter or whatever with like friendly fire on and all that stuff like just a like a like just like even like there'd be like a gaming moment where imagine like the three of us are just like in a trench like with fucking machine gun fire going over and we're just like shooting the shit cause Heading up there, it means, like, absolutely Suicide. getting yeah. our heads fucking mowed off. And we're just like, oh, man, I remember this fight or whatever. Yeah. And there'd be, like, these, like, legit moments of, like, well, we're fucking pinned down from machine gun fire waiting for reinforcements. And, like, hey, there'd hey, be, Ronan, like, such a, hey, like, Ronan, cr- hey, Ronan, pop your head up there and take a look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, Ronan's gone. <laughs> but, you know, like, that would be such a, like, a powerful, like, gaming experience of, yep. of like, an otherwise non-event. Like, just, like, the experience of, like, just being pinned down with other players being, like... Well, what do we do? Let's just fucking shoot the shit. And it's like, and if we log off, well, we're not in the trench anymore. But holding the trench is still an important point in this battle. So there's like a benefit to us sitting there and waiting it out. Like there's yeah, drawing fire. Yeah, exactly. Guys, guys I, I traded three credits for this deck of cards. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Every now and then, just like pop your machine gun out and like blind fire a little bit to like, oh shit, you know. There, there's Someone like a fire r- the mortar. There's a very. I think we're, we're contributing. Yay! <laughs> You want the you want the ninety ass guys <laughs> in your trench playing cards. If nothing else, we're not going anywhere. Exactly, we're pretty good at talking as a group. Also, we could do some good like game chatter. I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have hours of experience. If the enemies try to break no man's land, we're there watching. We'll hear about it. Other guys will go to sleep. Yeah, well, not us. Exactly. Scott is a baby. He's up at all sorts of crazy hours. So. What else is going on? Future, I'm just saying. I think it's like yeah. we're very, very close to, I think, that Yeah, yeah, future. man. Oculus Rift. It's happening. Yeah, Oculus the, the, I'm waiting for the real fallout. The people who are really upset by this. You mean I think a nuclear lot radiation? Of, a lot of people were like, oh, well, you know, it's not so bad. But I haven't heard a whole lot of, man, that was my favorite character. That was my favorite ship. Yeah. Well, I'm there's, so sad. There, like, I haven't heard that yet, and I'm there's, that. there's a term I learned today, which is HTFU. And you saw it all the time on our Eve and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's Eve HTFU, and it's hardened the fuck up. <laughs> and they're like, it's Eve, period, HTFU. 
period. Yep. And, like, but, a bunch of people, like, what do you do? Because, like, like, a bunch of, like, non-Eve players were, like, kind of all over the subreddit and all over our gaming. And yeah, like, yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, you put fucking hundreds of hours. And, like, a lot of the players were, like, it's Eve. Harden the fuck up. That's what you do. <laughs> like, you, you hopefully have aligned yourself with a group of people who are going to let your fucking new character fucking grind back up, who are going to be able to, like, front him the cash. There's going to be quits over it, for yep. sure. I'm, yep. I'm sure some people would see this as their last glory. Like, oh, man, you know, I've been done with this game for, like, six months, but I've got this responsibility. The last final battle. Or, Wait, there's a yeah. giant battle? I can go out in a blaze of glory? Yes. Or, or there's a, a lot of people are going to respec out a pilot and stuff like that, because, like, apparently, like, Titan pilot is like a boring thing because you basically are responsible for bridge jumping fleets a lot. So you're yes. just like you usually like boop and like you port in smaller ships because you like you pull people. Like that's m- the main purpose of a Titan. Right. They're also badass monster ships and have they have some kind of super gun that fires like Doomsday. once an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But just, Scott was talking about is the the Doomsday drive-bys where they're like it's, you're a Titan pilot and you're bored out of your minds. So you, yeah. You look around for like a carrier class ship that's smaller than you and just like man, you're not supposed to be here. I could just let you slide, but I'm bored, so... Boom! (laughs) (laughs) Just blow up some guy's 100-hour investment. Right. Because you're in a Titan, and fuck you. (laughs) But, like, there's, like, a lot of people that are, like, your main role usually is just flying around and beaming other ships and not engaging because it is a fucking massive risk to, like, risk a Titan in a battle. And then, like, you do have the Doomsday thing, and you're just, like, you fall back, and you watch a flat battle, and you shoot your little gun every fucking half hour or whatever. And they're, like, it's a... They're, like, there's, like... Very integral having these Titan ships because they can warp piles of ships all at the same time following them. But as a player, Again, isn't that like real life? That's, we, that's there's one so thing many that, people doing things that are really integral really but incredibly boring. Yeah. The developers of Eve Online, when they introduced the idea of being able to build Titan ships, were convinced that no one would put the time and effort into building them. Wow. That they would be so rare that there'd be like three or four in the whole universe. <laughs> And did not understand or appreciate the insanity of the average Eve player, <laughs> and that the fact that there are now hundreds of. I would say it's even players. average. It's still it's still the top tier. I I also don't think that that's just Eve players. It's the same thing everywhere you go in video game land. There's always some idiot who spends like 800 hours doing the same thing. Do you guys you but guys ever watch the Spelunky video? These guys were basically supposed to be Death Stars, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, they blew up the Death Star. The Empire's in real trouble. And there were 70 of them in this fight. Just like all of yeah, them. Yeah, but there's only, there's only a few hundred, though, in the world. But like, yeah. like in Star Wars, there was two. Yeah. Super Star Destroyers. No. I think they're more like Death Super Star Destroyers. No, I know, no, but I'm saying I think they were more like Super Star Destroyers. They weren't Death Stars. Okay. Well, was they, there they, six they, or like, something? Because they couldn't, they couldn't, like, one side a fight, and the Death Star presumably could. Right. Like, the Death Star wouldn't need a fleet support. These things would still need fleet support. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, it was yeah. It's supposed to be super rare, and they were just like, I can't, I can't believe that thousands of people are well, building it, thousands well, of hours into even, building hundreds of these things. Yeah, even in Star Wars, the Super Star Destroyers, I think they were only supposed to, I think they built Six 10 or something. Or something. Or, yeah, 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 it was yeah, like yeah, a very exactly. small number of them. Anyway, yep. so we, we spent half the podcast talking about EVE Online, guys, <laughs> which I have no problem with. It's fucking super cool <laughs> and, and super fun. And at least to talk about, I, apparently to play, it's quite boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for the documentary about today. Yeah, yeah somebody's got to get on that. You, I want you... to watch like two hours of this and then yeah. be like, wow, that's a lot of Eve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to the, in the top players. And like the best part, though, is that all of this battle from like a number of fucking uh, recasters, like the entire battle is documented. Is documented, like in yeah. game terms. So it's like you have all this game footage of whatever. Like the thing, the thing that I sent there where they were talking about like the turning point of the battle is that they apparently uh, Plague Legion focused on like a, like a legendary titan on the other side, huh. which his, and like, 
valued at probably between five and a half to six thousand dollars. Right. So like if it, like a, a bare bones Titan goes one, and a Titan usually goes two or three. This is like double the, the top p- tier, yeah. Double the value, and it's like it's been on the fucking world for like five years or whatever. It's like oh, half shit. the game has been running. Yeah. Like one of the first Titans built, and they and were like, like while they were picking on it, they were taking such heavy losses that they lost. Five? They, they lost five of theirs, and they Holy were like in terms shit. of firepower. Yeah. It was like Titan for Titan was kind of one to one. In terms of like armor, this one could take apparently five titans worth of damage before it went down. Amazing. And they were like, and it was like they were like it was like, like hey, we got it. Holy shit, we're fucked. We so lost we, half of our army to yeah. Do we that, used but, way too much yeah, to take it down. The Pyrrhic victory. Exactly, and it was just like like it was too like juicy of a target. They were like, holy shit, is that so and so? Yeah. Like, we gotta do it. We need to go after this guy. <laughs> like that's amazing. And, and like. That's- that's the other thing I found super amazing when people were talking about it. It's like someone would name a list of players. Oh, you need to talk to this guy, this guy, this guy. Yeah. And then someone else was like, that guy's a fucking asshole. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Fucking talk to that guy. That was Mitani, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The Mit- yeah. No, but he, yeah. Fucking talk to Mittens. Mittens yeah. is a jerk. Like yeah, just, I mean, Mitani or whatever yeah. the fuck is it? Yeah, yeah. But he did, he's like at the core of one of like the biggest fuckovers in the world where yeah. he like, he downed like the Band of Brothers or whatever. I don't know. It was something. It was the whole. It was like the just amazing though. Just that like, on top of this, thousands and thousands of people being involved in this. There's still like, celebrities and giant jackasses. Well, this yeah. side, this guy, this guy, the guy that we're talking about, like Matani, I think his name is. Yeah. He's like four or five years ago. He's also the like a big blogger. Of yeah, yeah. But four or five years ago, he blew up one of the. He was part of and ultimately completely took down one of the more like rigid disciplined fucking guild called like the band of brothers and he was huh. like i'm just bored yeah we're the best but we like run it by the books and it's not fun <laughs> so it was just like so long fuckers and like f- like annihilated them so like has like a terrible fucking reputation because he like turned on his own friends and stuff yeah but was just like eh, whatever i'm really bored being it's fucking. it's a game it's a game yeah we- and then i also got to thinking i was like imagine a world where we could like settle real conflicts like this It'd be so great. <laughs> like, your fake army like got destroyed by my fake army, and now that this political argument is over and nobody died. <laughs> it sounds like everyday politics. But except that real people die in those. That's that's my no, issue. No, no, like 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 politics, oh. like national politics. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it like, sounds like robot jacks. It does also sound like robot jacks. Eve Online. Yeah, read about it. Yes. Yeah. And then go watch Robot Jocks. Always go watch Robot Jocks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what else? You, you wanted to watch Elysium? Or want to talk about Elysium? I guess yeah, we, got kind of, we can go to movies. We can go to sci-fi. We can stay in sci-fi. I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about wrestling, but we, added, we don't really have okay. to. Go. I got some comic books to talk about, too. What about Richard, Richard, Richard Sherman? That happened in between now and then. Is it Richard Sherman? The, the, the fucking the guy from what? Uh, Seahawks? Where is it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! The guy who just I... lost his fucking mind last week while being Mike. While being Mike, it was like, "Don't you talk to me!" <laughs> this is the best <laughs> clip going around. The funniest is I listened to uh, a podcast, like the Jay and Dan podcast, where it was like a week before that happened, and they were like, "He just talks smack, like that's just his thing." He puts he he like he backs it up enough that he kind of has a free pass on that. But they were like, it was almost like a precursor to that I was like I wonder who this guy is and then like three days later he was just yelling at some poor woman who was down on the sidelines wait I was fixing the bed what are we talking about NFL football oh oh 
I believe, I believe it was. Let's stay in sci-fi. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, super fucking funny. There's a clip. Is it, is it Richard Sherman? Does that sound right? I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm not a huge Seahawks. Something fan. Sherman. It's absolutely something Sherman. Anyways, there's a football player for the Seattle Seahawks who kind of went crazy okay. in the conference championships on the way to the Super Bowl. Is this crazy like um, like wrestler crazy, or is this crazy like? Yeah, it's kind of like Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, really crazy. Oh, 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 do tell. What do you do? I, that's all I know. Oh. I, Keith is now our football aficionado. Yeah, oh, go on, buddy. Whatever. No, but it was just okay. Like, go Google. Hang on, I'm gonna Google it now. No, no, no. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the guy's name. Just Just Google crazy Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, exactly. Crazy Seahawks guy. He he very famously went nuts in a end of the game interview. Okay, but he had also been mic'd up for the entire game, and it's just it's. uh, Yeah, exactly. This seems like such a terrible idea to mic up people while they're playing. Like you swear and grunt and burp and shit. Like hysterical. Like when George LaRock was mic'd up playing hockey. Yeah. Hello. Would you like to fight now? All right. Good luck. And then I <laughs> beat the hell out of someone. <laughs> what yeah. was the other, the other thing? Peyton Manning yelling Omaha? I have no idea wow, what you you're guys, talking about. You're the football guy, Scott. I'm supposed to have like cursory information that you're supposed to fill in. When I have some questions <laughs> about video games, I ask John. I'm here. When I have questions about Scott, I w- I football? Watched, I watched zero NFL this season. It's the first season in maybe 10 years that I did not watch a single Was game. there a reason for that? Yes. A baby? Had a, a baby? baby. <laughs> it's absolutely Baby Archer's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so apparently there's uh, like a, a, a charity or whatever. And so every time... A lot pay- of it also has to do with the fact that I was a Jets fan. And last year was just just awful. Anyway, so there's like but, some, but, but some charity or whatever that Peyton Manning was in supporting. And uh-huh. every time he got a, like got the snap... Did I say that right? He gets got the snap? The snap. <laughs> Does the quarterback get the snap and then he throws the pig you shoot skin? the hoop? You make it sound very feminine. <laughs> <laughs> so Elysium is this science fiction. No, 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 no. Listen, so he just yells, Omaha! And I think he was mic'd also, and I think that's why he was doing it. What? So he just screamed Omaha to raise awareness for this charity. Okay. But also, like, fucking, they were like, Travelocity and Expedia, whatever. Suddenly, like, a spike of people being like, I wonder what's in Omaha. Like, <laughs> like just looking at it, I was like, Wow. Yeah, so it's Richard Sherman's uh-huh. Richard Sherman with his Who Goes Crazy. So if you have not seen it, listeners, go listen to Richard Sherman's insane oh post-game God. thing. All right. It's so worth it. You don't even know. Sci-fi. All right, Sci-fi. so science fiction movies. Yeah. Uh, I watched Elysium okay. this weekend, which is by the same director that did District 9. Uh, yeah, but District 9 was a good premise that dropped the ball terribly. Yeah. yeah. It just had a bad third act. Yes. But a terrible third act, not just bad. But anyway, go on. What about Elysium? Well, this one had Matt Damon. Okay. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon playing a Latino American in the future. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That was already, All right. well, that whatever. Was already a lot to swallow. Whatever. He's Latino? He's Latino in the movie. Damon. He's, he's, from, <laughs> he's from South Los Angeles. and uh, Damon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, would, what would Matt be? Miguel? No, it's Michael. Yeah. I'm going to say Miguel anyway. Miguel Pepe. Damon. Pepe. Pepe Damon. <laughs> and? you got to say something about this. Was it good? I'm, I'm not sure. It wasn't good, okay. but it was entertaining. And like this podcast. <laughs> Ouch. Sorry. Ouch. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Threw us under the bus. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just I don't understand what the studio was expecting. Because at least with District 9, you know, it was an independent release and a small 
and, and he was he, he was like a protege of um, what's his face the guy who directed the uh, Lord of the Rings movies Peter Jackson yeah he was a Peter Jackson protege Peter so he, he got his whole budget he got the budget he got everything yeah. he got District 9 basically because Peter Jackson loved him and I like District yeah. 9 as, as that as an independent science fiction movie that had a kind of a high concept and sadly S- socially yeah. aware tried, tried to run with it as far as it could even though yeah. they ran into all kinds of plot issues yeah towards the end it had better ideas than it did have delivered. I think what happened is that a bunch of producers saw the movie that he had made and were like, what the fuck is this? This is all like, this is some like sci-fi story. Why aren't aliens getting blowed up at the end? And then he was like, but it's not about aliens getting blowed up. And they were like, nope. It's about explosions. apartheid. Listen, you're taking our $75 million and you're going to make an alien movie. I want them blowed up at the end. Exactly. And he was like, fuck. And then that's what the end it's of the possible. And then, I think, then he did I think Elysium yeah. was very similar in yeah. that, except the studio also said, so you also have to have Matt Damon and Jodie Foster in this movie. Uh, Pepe Pepe Damon. Damon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jodie Foster also has a fucking weird South African accent for no reason. Well, were they in South Africa again? No, she was in space. Elysium huh. is a space station uh, where all the rich people go to live in happy suburban greatness, leaving the wretched South Central Los Angeles that has taken over the entire Earth. Huh. Earth yeah. is dirty and it's overpopulated and it's full of Basically I feel like you're describing Midgar. Wasn't that from Blade Final Runner? Fantasy VII. Blade Runner was written, or do they do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep was written in '69, '72 or something, no, and that like was just, exactly the same. Plot. Just really imagine it's a story about rich people going to live in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. Except the city is the planet Earth, and the suburbs are a nice space station on Midgar. In space. We're also talking about Midgar. Yeah, and also Final Fantasy fourteen, the one with lightning. What? Yeah. Isn't Final Fantasy thirteen about to come out or fourteen? Fourteen three is about to come out. But then they're rebooting thirteen? Man, the last one I played was eight. <laughs> <laughs> last one I beat was nine, man. Like, oh right, you might be right. It might be thirteen three or whatever. The one with lightning that was terrible. The press up and mash X to win game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently they, they they just back to massively multiplayer online game. <laughs> they apparently just like recently rebooted Final Fantasy twelve online. Which is uh, twelve. Yeah. No, 11. Or maybe 13. No, 11 was the first online 14. one. Then 14 was the next online one. But anyway, they rebooted it, and apparently it's doing rather well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, it, I just saw a picture of, uh, like, a fan-drawn picture of Agrius Oaks. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. I want to play Tactics gorgeous. again. Yeah. No, Agrius is, yeah. Tactics. Yeah. yeah. She's the, the sword break. Yeah. Stupid Agrius. I was like, man... Oh, yeah. Agrius became completely useless in my Final Fantasy Tactics PlayStation. Well, that's because she wasn't that strong a character. She was all right with some of the stuff, but then. But Dark- she had a strong personality in the in the writing. She was, yeah. yep, you yeah. know, strong female characters is strong what, female is what Final who, Fantasy seemed to have forgotten about. What but are you talking she was about? also she was also not Final Fantasy VIII. Strong female characters. Final no. Fantasy VIII was like fifteen years ago. Yeah, and then Final Fantasy X, there was no strong female characters. What are you talking about? Ten had Lulu and it had. I don't give a shit about them. They're not Agrius and they're not Celis. Okay, no, well, but I'm saying of that caliber, those were like okay. badass. The, the absolute main character of the most recent Final Fantasy game is female, and they're making three games about her. The new one is called Lightning Returns. Literally, her name. She's and back. The movie that they dumped a whole bunch of money into that right. was terrible was also a female lead. I guess yeah. so. But Final Fantasy has often been about female characters. But that's I what found, I'm saying. I don't. Well, I, did, I did not saying... find. I did not find Lulu and What's Her Face to be at all compelling as female the characters. With, the thing you with Agrius was she was not a sexually appealing character. Yeah. In any yeah. Way. yeah. And she either... was wearing armor the whole time. Same thing with Celis. Celis was the same. But Wait, she... No, Celis totally turned into a flaming naked... You're thinking of Terra. Yes, Terra. 
And besides, these guys, guys, these were fucking 16-bit sprites. They were only sexy in our minds. Fair enough. But even even uh, Eris, Eris was a damsel in distress, but still not sexed up. Tifa kind of sexed up. Her titties went forever. I said Tifa sexed up. Yeah. Eris, though, Eris was just like a fucking modest flower girl. Sorry, sort of. Well, she was really not that sexy. Anyway, whatever. What's the point of all of this? We're just fucking. Point of matter is, fucking Final Fantasy needs to get their shit together and make a good one. I read this huge, huge <laughs> article. An appealing game. I I think they've only shrunk in, in their audience in uh, selling games to Final Fantasy purists. Uh, apparently, loyalists. They got rid of a whole bunch of the guys who were in charge of the Final Fantasies we know and love when they merged with Square Enix. And this guy took Enix. over. They were always Square. They were SquareSofts. That, yeah, yeah, I meant Enix. When they became okay. Squeenix, they, they, they got rid of a whole bunch of the talent Squeenix. and mismanaged a bunch of people out and ended up like having a bunch of accountants kind of take over the company. This is why we never got a sequel to Tactics. Yeah, yeah, like a whole bunch of Final Fantasy decision-making was done by accountants after the clusterfuck that was um, the Final Fantasy movie. They lost so much money on that. They, they Spirits with it. terrified a bunch of investors, and they lost a bunch of key people. I blame Maxim for that. Maxim? Yeah, the, ma- the magazine. Yeah, yeah. Ma- I remember Maxim. Yeah, they put that stupid girl as one of their 50 hottest beautiful, things, whatever. hottest women of the year. Fucking Maxim. Yeah. yeah, but did they sell you a copy of Maxim because they put a CG character in there? They might have sold me. <laughs> I think I was buying Maxim pretty regularly anyways. Yeah. But the idea of having a video game character on the cover. You couldn't hear it on the podcast, cool. but my eyes narrowed at Scott when he said <laughs> <laughs> When he said buying Maxim on the regular anyways, I was how, like, How is that any hmm. different than you buying 22. Vice right now? Because Maxim is like beer, was... chicks, girls, guns. Yeah, and when you're 20, what the fuck is wrong with any Keith, of that? Keith, when I was buying Maxim, you were buying insect anime hentai. I don't think I ever paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just say. I'm gonna go point Keith on that one. <laughs> uh, it's buying. Yeah. It's the buying thing. That I'm like wondering about. Yeah. Buy porn. Like, if you're gonna be spending money, buy porn. Were the articles that compelling? Some of them were. Yeah. I, they were. They were funny enough to be like 2.5 trips to the bathroom. Really? For normal people. I, 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 totally, I totally learned how to unhook a bra one-handed from Maxim. I, I will like, give them credit for that forever. I would have probably pointed up for Playboy at least full tits. Huh. And still decent articles. Like, uh-huh. Sorry, Playboy. The internet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Whatever. You know that Playboy was originally going to be called Stag Magazine? Stag Party. It was originally going to be called Stag Party, but Martin Goodman ran a magazine called Stag, and he objected. And Martin Goodman was the owner of Marvel Comics when the 60s happened and Stanley was doing everything. He was like, no, Hugh Hefner. You can't call your magazine Stag Party because that's mine. He was like, fuck it, Playboy. Wow. Huh. Stag Party is a terrible name for a Awful, magazine. Right? Playboy is the best. Because, <laughs> like, Playboy is, like, fucking, you know, like, a Fancy. Playboy. Like Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark. They're billionaire, they're billionaire Playboys. You know, it's possible we would consider, we would have that same positive connotation to the term Stag Party if it had 50 years. No, but years Stag Party's of, a thing. It's your bachelor party. Okay, but maybe it's been 50 years that the magazine has been shaping the connotations associated with the word Playboy. And this is also before... Tony Stark and before yeah. Batman Batman the yeah. TV series so before the real idea of Playboy Batman yeah. I have another movie thing oh, okay just because I'm excited about it because you said Tony Stark and Batman specifically the Lego movie yeah what you the know, fuck is that so here, here's the best single best thing and the thing that like I was like ah, I wonder if they're going to do it okay whatever there's been a couple clips circulating online there's two things one joke that just like just made me laugh is first of all the Batman Batman Lego guy talks like 
all right, we're going to do this, and it's going to be serious. Yeah. And then they, they're like, they're trying to like build something, and he's like, does anyone have black box? I only build in black box or very dark gray. And he's like, trying to, like I was like, he's Batman. <laughs> I was like, that annihilated me. Yeah. Also, there's a retro spaceman. Like as a character, retro spaceman with yeah. the little the, the, the moon with yeah. the little swoosh off yeah, it. Yeah, I had like that's, a million of those. That's kind of faded. That I'm like, I don't think they make anymore. Yeah. They might now because of the movie. Like I don't think he's made anymore. But it is very much the spaceman of our childhood. Yeah. And yeah. of course, his helmet is cracked just under his chin. Because <laughs> they're all fucking cracked under the chin. Yeah. <laughs> like every fucking spaceman helmet I had is cracked so under the chin. Explain to me exactly what this movie is. I saw the trailer when I went to go see um, uh, American Hustle. Yeah. And the trailer apparently is just like all of the IPs that Lego managed to get their hands on they're now mashing together in a giant movie yeah, so it's it, like it, Star Wars and it's, it's like Lord of the Ralph Rings Legos? And, yeah, like yeah all it's Wreck-It Ralph with Legos yeah and, and yeah. as near as I can tell that's just it it's just like it is a story and obviously the character is just like a generic Lego man he's like I'm construction worker yeah aww <laughs> you know because there's fucking like wizards instead like flying around and he's like pirates and shit yeah, yeah exactly he's like great yeah. <laughs> this sucks so it's like the <laughs> It's a Lego set, yeah. and it's just like it's a world where all Lego sets exist, right? And that's the world, and I guess it's gonna be like construction man needs to like save the world, and I think there might be like an I episode. think this is probably the first children's movie I'm gonna be pumped to go and see. And watch a movie about Lego. I'm yeah. so pumped to see Wreck-It Ralph. Like, I, I, it really kind of let me down. I thought it was okay. There's also a new a new character that the internet is has exploded over, mm-hmm. or spe- a specific internet. We're not it's the Bronies. I feel that there it's okay. uh, Princess Kittencorn. Or whatever, right. and it's just a kitten with a unicorn thing stuck on. Like it's like <laughs> it's like a made. It's like a thing that could only exist in Lego. Right, is like like some like little girl's like hooray fantasy is like an actual character. So obviously right. she's probably gonna get a proper kit and all that stuff. But it's yeah. like up in, like she's not like a Lego man or whatever. She's just like a weird little thing. And it's like Princess Kittencorn. She's like <laughs> rainbows. <laughs> then her line, her big line from the movie is, "I want to marry a marshmallow." Like at least in the trailer. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so you can imagine bronies are. Are they? Speaking of Maybe kids' movies, not. Keith, I, I sent you the link for the trailer for this. Scooby Doo in the WWE. <laughs> in the WWE. <laughs> what? Yep, it's happening. Comes out in February. How does, does that March? make any sense? They have an adventure where an evil ghost bear wrestler invades WrestleMania, and Mystery it's Incorporated amazing. tries Dude, to solve the mystery. This sounds awful. Think, no, 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 no. Think about how important. Like, I don't know if you're a big Scooby Doo fan. Yeah. But in the yeah. old school, like '60s, '70s, whatever, the the, the celebrity the guest, guest stars. stars were always like that. The Harlem Globetrotters guest starring, Abbott and Costello guest yeah. starring, Batman and Robin, Batman and Robin guest starred. Like, I guess you're right. The the like the like zany, completely out of place guest stars in Scooby Doo is like. Yeah. It was like a, for a big fucking run of that series, a really important part about Scooby Doo. So now the gang goes to watch a wrestling match, and an evil ghost bear comes out and ruins it. And the gang <laughs> is like, "Let's look for clues." Jinkies! And John Cena is like, "You can't see me." And the, like the whole wrestling crew is there. Right. I mean, in the it, WWE is like this a, a movie or is it a? Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a, it's a DVD movie, movie coming out on okay, DVD okay. in March, and it's hysterical. And I'm pretty sure Walter ruined the, the twist on Facebook. What was the twist? I don't even want to ruin it. But he, because it's a giant bear that is wrestling that is determined to uh, I don't know, ruin the WWE. I'm pretty sure it's the big show. Fair enough. What a twist. What a twist. Is it? I don't know, but it could be it's, anybody. Oh my god, big show. Why did you do it? I never got my shot at the title. Like I'm I'm sure it's Mark the Henry. Now. It could be except the big show's logo is a, a giant bear. grizzly bear. Could be Andre the Giant. That would be weird. He could come back, and he actually From was a dead. big ghost. And it was a ghost all along. <laughs> the ghost bear was a ghost. Of, oh, <laughs> sucks. This is strange. 
And then he drinks 120 beers. Yay. (laughs) He's he's a hero that grows with us. Yeah. Like, we were six. We're like, Andre the Giant is awesome because he's a giant. And then we're 12 and we're like, man, when I get sick, I watch The Princess Bride. (laughs) And now we're like 30 and we're like, he's an alcoholic. It's amazing. Well, well, was. He had to have a modified Lincoln Town Car with his front seat in the back so that he could drive Drive it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Andre the Giant. And apparently that was one of the reasons for his alcoholism. Yeah, constant pain. Not just constant pain, but just um, to the the travel schedule. Mm -hmm. Everything was so uncomfortable for him traveling (laughs) that he would just be like, there's no way I can actually sleep in a car unless I'm blackout drunk. There's no way, like... I can do this unless I'm blackout drunk. Right. Also, uh, fucking indignities of indignities. Fucking apparently, like for those periods of time where he would in was in a little trailer that meant for a horse, really that they trode around because he wouldn't fit in cars. That's it amazing. was more comfortable for him, <laughs> which is like fair. But yeah. like, there's still except, except when it's going from Calgary to Saskatoon in January and yeah. it's minus fifty. <laughs> so cold. He's got a horse blanket on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There is fleas in here. Quiet, Andre. Vince <laughs> just throws the blanket at him. Um, we're at 50 minutes. Uh, so if there's stuff that you guys want to talk about. Ed Piscor's <laughs> Hip Hop Family Tree comic book by Fantagraphics what? is amazing. The Hip Hop Family Tree. We talked about this a little bit last a little episode. Bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we really? Yeah, you were like, I'm really trying to get this. Oh, yeah, one. I got it. Possibly. Oh, no, I don't think... Here, listener, I don't think we actually talked about it on the podcast last episode. We talked about it on the upcoming Very special 9 to 5 movie club <laughs> where we watched Crush Groove. Crush so when that, Groove. when that comes out, you'll hear about this comic. But now you hear about this comic in real life. Yeah, so I asked my mom for this comic. Cool. And she got it for me. Your mom's a listener. Hi, Scott's mom. <laughs> Big props to my mom. And for me. so, what's it, good about it's this? It's amazing. First of all, it's... Uh, an oversized comic. I totally didn't expect this. It's 11 by 17. So Great. It's, it's like this big. Um, it's like the full scale. Like this paper. big. Yeah. Uh, you can see his hand gestures on the. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's yeah, making hand gestures. In the audio. It is twice as big as other comic books. 11 by 17. It's a legal sheet. Right. Legal paper. No. Uh, yeah. No, it's like two eight and a half by 11 combined. Please legal paper is just long. But how is it two and eight and a half by 11s? If one of the measures is 11, that doesn't make no sense. Because eight and a half plus eight and a half is seventeen. Math. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's it's Go a on. fantastically oversized comic. Um, it's basically like the Seuss. retelling of uh, hip hop right from the start. So you're going back to '77, and it starts with guys like, like Crush Groove. No, it starts before Crush Groove. <laughs> oh. Uh, African Babata and uh, the the DJs in New York, and them just basically mixing disco music. Where does What's-His-Name, that guy that was really big in Crush Group, fit in? Russell Simmons? No. The one who was like... Curtis Blow? Curtis Blow! He shows up (laughs) prominently in this. Because he was... Wow. I looked this up after we watched Crush Group. Yeah. He's the guy. He was was the guy. Like, that movie wasn't just full of shit. He was like... I had never heard of him before that movie. Hip-hop was mostly DJs before that, and they were taking disco records and and smashing them together for house parties. Yeah. And then... They needed like an MC who wasn't just a rapper, who was the master of ceremonies, who would try to get the crowds pumped up. Huh. Like, yeah. really, throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. 
sounds funny on a... Nobody a, had ever heard that before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're there in a party and somebody's, oh my God, he's telling me to put my hands up. I, I guess I'm going to do it. That'd be a exactly. great, that would be a great yeah. mockumentary. It was just being like, you have to understand that before Curtis Blow, yeah. we had maybe put our hands up. We, had, we certainly cared. But we certainly cared about why they were up there. Yeah. When we were told to put them not only up into the air, but to wave them around like we just didn't care, it was our madness. minds were collectively destroyed. Yep. <laughs> there were no more minds on the dance floor, and all of our hands were waving <laughs> in a completely careless way. <laughs> the best. Curtis Blow. The, <laughs> Thanks, the Curtis legacy. Blow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ed, Ed Pisker, who writes and draws this comic, uh, is so thorough in his investigation and research into this comic that he weaves like Yacht Rock. Well, like like Crush Groove is like the story of one record label pulled yeah, yeah. through that record label. <laughs> Rose tinted lens. He he weaves together like thirty different stories from the start of hip hop and like their. So like Yacht Rock. And fo- like like Yacht Rock. Except that like not like not played for laughs. Yeah. Sometimes played for laughs because he is a good writer and cartoonist. Okay. So he is, huh. He's playing stuff up, but like really, and like says this person claims to to have an, invented the term hip hop, but this person also does. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I I don't know. I've done research on this for hours, and I, I I'm not sure who's telling the truth here. Crazy. It's kind of interesting that like a proper history of hip hop is done through comic book form rather than like a. Yeah. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's or, been books, but I wonder. Well, this guy he's, really like serious. He started off this comic strip for Boing Boing, and it was so popular. Like Fantagraphics agreed to publish it in this hmm. gorgeous, crazy fashion, and there's all kinds of like betrayals, like kind of what we saw in Crush Groove. So, yeah, man, you guys can't wait for that episode of this podcast. Cause, yeah, wow, <laughs> super exciting Crush Groove coming up. No, but I mean, but, but, like, but that, but that's the other thing too, right? Is I mean, like, and that I had actually like read about, like how hip hop has one of the craziest histories because of the overall like lower income class of the stars. So it's like because nobody started out with a ton of money, there was a lot of like, well, I'm just jumping ship because of cash, right? Like, and and which makes total fucking sense. You're like, I grew up and my dad was poor and my dad's dad was poor. And I'm getting more First money than... First time somebody waves $10,000 Than I ever thought of. Yeah. But then then you're like, oh, I'll sign with you. And then someone's like, I have 30000 you're like, oh, shit, I'll sign with you. So apparently there was like a lot of weird jumping ship like that because mm. like everybody was getting money for like the first fucking time. Right. So And the other thing is very little hip-hop at the start. So we're talking 77 to 82 yeah. was coming out of anywhere except New York. Crazy. Mm. So there's, when did one guy, there's one guy who comes from... from Philadelphia makes a record and people are like oh that's that's obviously influenced but everyone else is New in New York so when someone jumps ship they're like walking three blocks over they're like going across the street yeah. right. like, crazy and yeah he covers African Bombada he covers Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five he covers the Sugar Hill Gang mm. and like the Treacherous Three and Cool Modi and Spoonie G like he goes into such insane depth even to touch on people who are just blips yeah and like how crazy it is like to the point where the f- entire first book run dmc is not there yet Meh. at wow. the end of it the beastie boys are not there yet rick rubin is not involved Jesus. in in producing rap music so the history of hip-hop too crush groove yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah it's really crazy. <laughs> it's like... and like he's still doing stuff on boing boing so if you want to catch like a, a touch of what it is okay it's check it out now. Yeah. what's cool. it called on boing boing uh, hip hop family tree. Hip hop family tree. Yeah. 
cool. Yeah, by Ed Piscor. Very exciting. Very, very cool. Highly recommend it. As far as what comic books can do that aren't spandex, it's mm. it's awesome. Super <laughs> awesome. I think I touched on this maybe last week, but I've just... I think I'm two issues behind where they're at currently. Uh, Fatal? Still fucking loving it. We, if you listened last week, I talked about Fatal, the Ed Brubaker. Ed Brubeck, Brubaker? Brubaker. Brubaker? How can he? Does he make beer and cook and bake? <laughs> he has beer and bread. I'm a brew baker. Yes. Yes. Anyway, Ed <laughs> Brubaker, Sean Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the Fatal suit. And so now I think I'm at I'm in issue 17. I think 19 are out now, and it just keeps fucking delivering. Like it's a, a perfect, like. The fact that I like really enjoy noir on its own, and I really enjoy Cthulhu mythos on its own, to be like. It's a noir Cthulhu mythos, Cthulhu mythos story. I'm like, yay! Without ever, without ever spelling it out directly that it's Cthulhu. Right. It's bad fucking ancient gods, and there's kind of tentacles around it. I'm like, ah, it's Cthulhu. I love it. Yeah, exactly. But it's like they never, they never get into like straight. And I think it's done on purpose to because it's fucking that particular market is kind of saturated right now with just right. like it's Cthulhu and it's Lovecraft or whatever. But it's just like. As a as a fan it's of the, scarier when you don't show it and you don't say it. it. It is absolutely scarier when you don't show it. And they just did um, issue they do five five issue story arcs, mm-hmm. and the story arc for issue ten to fifteen, right? Yeah, ten to fifteen um, was all sort of like retrospectives on like the events of the main story having happened previously. Mm-hmm. So they can go a little bit further and they can show like how this went down in medieval times and how this went down in fucking Western times and all that stuff. So they can show a little bit more. Like with... Spawn. Yeah, but, <laughs> but much better. But so, like they, so they can show their hand a little bit and like give background to the events that have happened in the first 10 issues without actually having to show their hand in the main storyline. And then they come back in issue 15, right. back to the main storyline, which I thought was kind of a cool storytelling device. Of just being like, yeah, this is a fucking ancient god cycle that they're fucking trying to perpetuate, and the main awesome. and the main characters are trying to thwart this. We can show you how bad it was last time, or we can <laughs> show you how this went down last time. It's kind of like, it's kind of a cool way to like, I thought from a storytelling perspective to like raise the stakes without actually forcing the bad guys to show their hand. Hmm. To be like, this is how fucked up everything was in the past. That was really fucking cool. Yeah, that was kind of a very neat uh, storytelling. And like I said, issue seventeen, I think, came out. Uh, like September 2013 so I'm like, like I think there's been maybe two episodes out of it fucking really really fun what else is I feel like I've read was, has Brubaker done Daredevil I feel yeah yeah I feel like I've done I'm trying he's, he, he's done a lot no, no, of he's, he's, he's one of those he's like a Jeff Loeb he's been fucking he, everywhere he did the Iron Fist with David Aja that I really really liked maybe uh, did I read that did you read that? The tournament of the the champions. Oh, where there's all the 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 other the other yeah, Dark Soldier number one and yeah, yeah, yeah. Cobra. Where like where it's Iron Fist is just one of a. He's the champion of his his style. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I did read that actually. Or really I definitely at least flipped through it in your bathroom. <laughs> Whatever. It's possible. It's a good thing I, I leave all my right. books in there just so he stays out of my medicine cabinet. Hey, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder what these are. Chomp, 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 chomp. <laughs> I took baby formula. <laughs> I need more estrogen. <laughs> Pregnancy vitamins. Yum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super, super fucking strong uh, recommendation. And I of of everything, there's been there's been a lot of debate going on with what is going to happen with AMC mm-hmm. uh, on account of the fact that Breaking Bad ended 
uh, Mad Men is about to end. Yeah. So of the three flagship shows, they now only have Walking Dead. Right. And and supposedly they're going to the well of comic books, and they're supposedly producing a preacher pilot, which Ooh. I don't I, yeah. Yeah. like. If it's done well, it I think it could be, be kind of cool. But it's, it's so over the top. Like. Anyway, but this yeah. this like I cannot help but think I'm like I would watch the fuck out of this show. Yeah. Done AMC HBO style, I would be so. Like just like a like a film noir Cthulhu invest like X Files but darker. Okay, but we need yeah. someone big to star in it. Uh, what's that Zac Efron kid doing? Yeah, let's get him. Let's get the entire cast of High School Musical. No, fuck you. <laughs> MC wouldn't do us like that. I would probably watch it anyways because that would be amazing. <laughs> watch High School Musical in Cthulhu Land. <laughs> yeah, but but that's it. But like of of. Of, like, some of, like, the properties. Like, some comic books, like, don't fucking lend itself. Like, I read The Boys. Like, The Boys does not lend itself to being a fucking weekly thing. It would look mm. cheesy as fuck. But I'm like, there's, like, almost no budget. Like, even the fucking makeup and stuff of, like, some of the monsters are... It come, would come up once every handful of episodes. Right. Like, most of, it's, most of it's straight noir. Like, there are people after... Like, people out to get us who are powerful, and we need to, like, give them the slip and, like, avoid them and, like, this, the fatal... The prices on CG are coming down, right? You can get but, away with better and better yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Don't that's... do CG. Just get puppeteers with no egos. You get them to make really cool puppets and film them in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, but even there, like, like the, the major, like, the major forces of the bad guy are these guys who, like, I... I feel like maybe you've seen their eyes, but in my head they have fish eyes and they have the Innsmouth look, even though that is not part of the story. Right. It's, there's these bald guys with like bowler hats and big trench coats that always wear glasses, like right. the round glasses. So and it I'm, gives them the fish eye kind of look. Well, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, the reason they're wearing glasses is they clearly have fish eyes and they have the Innsmouth look. And they're the, they're the fucking like the goon squad of the, like, the elder forces. Right. And I'm like, those are the guys who are around the most. I'm like, all you need is fucking big dudes and glasses. Totally. And I'm like, fucking listen up, AMC. Yep, fuck get on pre- this shit. Fuck the preacher project, and go make the fatal project. It's you have, I guess there's 19 things out right now, and then I mean whatever, and you get to deviate from the storyline. Or if you really don't want to pay Ed Brubaker, just go get some Lovecraft properties. They're, all of Lovecraft is now open. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, but if you want to, I I feel like pay 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 Brubaker. Like it's a fucking super cool or fresh look on the AMC. Um, the nine to five crew here. We got a. Lovecraft inspired pitch for you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> totally do this. It's like film noir. Sorry, Ed. It's, it's like a film Innsmouth. noir. <laughs> it's called Innsmouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a it's, it's a noir film set in Innsmouth and AMC. Have your people call our people. We'll exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our apologies go out to Ed Brubaker. Yep. And Sean <laughs> that guy. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to throw in? Or I think because we're this at an hour. This was the nine to five. Yeah. There we go. Scott, John, Keith, Scott. site in general uh please take the time to like us on facebook we are number nine t o 
5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to number 5cc on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.